they can't feel that. Mm. And mm. that thing will be a constant energy drain on the world. <laughs> Everybody who you encounter, it will be a constant drip of energy on the universe trying to fill that space for you. So if you don't know how to be in your own company and you need somebody else to come tap dance and entertain you and all of that stuff for you to be fulfilled, don't you bring nobody else up in that house for good. You let them be able to go home for a little while and just be in that across their own bed like they like to be. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> hey, beautiful people. It is Hanifa Walida. Hey, it's Red Summer. And we are your gay auntie. Hey, hey y'all. <laughs> All right, coming to you again with episode 24. Nice. Nice. Look at us. Yeah. I'm just really enjoying this process because it, it is a process for those of you who are thinking about doing a podcast or maybe tried and stopped at episode three. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right, right. You know, it, it is a practice and due diligence and commitment. Um, but if there's something you want to talk about and you enjoy talking about it, just really, you know, cross your T's and dot your I's and make sure your stuff is on point and that, you know, you create a format you can actually do. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I'm going to actually have my um, my students, my last class of the day, they're really, you know, a rambunctious group. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they were just like, listen, we love you. We're not writing nothing else. <laughs> day, we've been writing all day in, in history and English and now they making us write it mad. Like we not writing nothing else. Okay. I was like, you know what? I got you. I got something for you. <laughs> oh, wow. So, yeah. so they're going to have their own podcast? They are. Oh, and cool. They can run it and talk about what they love. Like, every, I told them everything when, you because we have a lab in my room, everything you click to when you're not doing my work, that's what <laughs> I want you to talk about. Because that's what you really love. You know? <laughs> that's cool. But I don't think there really are any podcasts by young people. What, how old are they? They're 10th grade. Okay. All right. All right. So cool. So they're like, they, they're young, but they, they not like, you know, seventh grade or something like that. Right. right. They'd be acting a fool. Right. So they can organize themselves. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. That's sweet. All right. Good luck with that. I, I, I'm you. looking forward to, um, to hearing that. Um, I was, I was on our iTunes, um, page and I want to just holla at, um, cause we have 32 reviews and, um, I was like, oh, we should probably read some of these. It's not 32 written reviews. It's, 30, it's 32 reviews at five stars. So 32 five stars, or maybe a couple that's four stars or three stars, but they ain't wrote nothing. Anyway, but I want to holler at a couple of the people who wrote reviews. Um, and we do appreciate when you do review us on iTunes. Um, and if you do, I think we'll every now and then just actually read the reviews um, just to put good energy into the air and tell you, no, thank y'all. Um, so you please review us on iTunes when you get a minute. But this person is see. We have um, enlightened. No, no, no. Sorry. Oh no, she 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 titled it enlightened. Um, her name is M Horitz or Hort. Child, I don't know. M Horitz horses. All right. Anyway, she says um, I've been listening to these uh, episodes um, back to back for the past two weeks. These ladies' uh, minds are enriching, and I look forward to being able to apply all this knowledge to my life. Totally recommend listening, regardless of your walk of life. All right. Um, I love uh, this person. Um, God, y'all be really coming up with some interesting names, yo. But she says, finally, this is a millennia auntie. <laughs> <laughs> I guess she's a millennial and she's an auntie. <laughs> I think that's what she was going for. Um, but she says, um, auntie hood indoctrination um, um, for the alphabet family right on time. And then lastly, we have uh, Shea Boogie. This says this podcast is so right on time. As someone who is 29 and turning 30, this year I definitely needed to hear the information that was shared in episode five. I forgot what episode five Nice. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And I think that was, um, oh yeah, then uh, um, I'm, I'm, 
Uh, she's like, I'm so glad I found this podcast. Thank you, aunties. And then lastly, we have Landon Ali that says, dope, listen, podcast is everything. All right. Yay. So I just wanted to, to holler out to the folks that took the time to write a review. And that really helps us with our iTunes rating. So please um, review us. And of course, um, just want to remind you, if you do have questions about life, love, and situations, you know what I'm saying? Um, please write to your gay aunties at your gay aunties <laughs> at <laughs> gmail.com. And of course, we're on Instagram as well. You can holler at us right now um, at Instagram. So we 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 said that uh, we wanted to talk about something that is, you know, um, tried and true to us uh, uh, lesbianos. I was going to say near and dear. <laughs> Consistent, you know. Um, <laughs> but I think it's something that should be discussed because it is something that we do chronically. Mm-hmm. Uh, lesbians in particular, yes, queer folks yes. maybe in general, but it is something very particular to lesbians. And yes. that is the phenomenon of calling you haul a little bit too damn soon. Mm. Speed down. You got you haul. You haul. Hey, Katie. Good to see you again. That's <laughs> right, Anifa. Girl, okay, all right. What you need this time? <laughs> right, we missed you last month. Girl. <laughs> um, but yeah, we wanted we wanted to talk about the U-Haul phenomenon and kind of answer the question: When is the right time, or rather, when is not <laughs> the right time to call okay. U-Haul? And maybe kind of talking about that through maybe a little bit of U-Haul confessions. Um, you know, <laughs> okay. All my new home stuff is like when you should not. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I'm with it. 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 You want? You want? You want? You want to toss a coin? Who go first? You. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So reason number one of when not to call a U-Haul. <laughs> is when part of the reason why you are excited about moving in with someone is because it's a steady place to live. <laughs> oh, and, uh, no, and I'm, I'm going to keep it real. I'm... <laughs> you know, what? <laughs> I'm saying when you are younger and your living situation is maybe I mean, I'm not even saying that, you know, you on the street or some shit like that. I'm talking mm -hmm. about like, you know, you you in a roommate situation that you and it's not even about even having a bad roommate situation. I think I'm speaking for myself when I was in my 20s and I'm doing a roommate thing. It was more of the urge to propel myself into this idea of adulthood. And part of that meant either living on my own or living with a quote unquote partner. And I think when you find someone who is floating your boat like that, it quickly feeds that need. And then you get to speed dial it. So yeah. one thing when, when I understand like being attracted to someone and it feels like in that moment, those first two weeks is just golden goose. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you hear the angels saying she yeah. can't do no wrong. She ain't done no wrong. She's saying the right thing. Her so sweet. You know what I'm saying? She's the sweet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's all well and good. Okay. But when you mix that with this need to propel yourself into adulthood, as far as having your own spotted idea of kind of shacking up it, shacking up, I sound old, don't I? Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, living together and all of the adult things that comes with living with someone, you know, paying bills, mm -hmm. you know, if, you, if you're really stupid, you get joint bank accounts. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. oh God. Oh God. Don't do that. <laughs> but, but I'm just saying that sometimes you need to just take a moment, um, 
because in, 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 in moving in with someone, that is such a huge decision, not just as far as the decision of the heart, but decision, a, a, pra, a pragmatic decision. And the, sometimes the pragmatism of you, you know, wanting a steady place to be and call your own with someone or without someone can really confuse and conflict the two. So if that is something that you're dealing with, or rather, if you have not lived alone yet, mm-hmm. there you go. That's what I'm trying to get at. If you had not lived alone by yourself, paying every damn bill up in that bitch. <laughs> you are stepping on my number two right now. <laughs> All right, then I'm in there right there. <laughs> So number two, if you and we are making these up as we go along, please Word don't up. think there's a list. <laughs> number two, if you cannot be alone. Mm. Mm. So like if you are in your house chilling out and you have the immediate urge to throw a party just to have somebody. <laughs> <laughs> around like you can't read a book you can't just make you some tea and you know mm, out in mm. your own space. you can't just lay catacorn across your bed and enjoy that by yourself like you got to be on that edge with somebody's on the spoon side like <laughs> that's that's reflective of some some emotional um reservoirs mm. right and what you need to know is that they can't feel that. Mm. And mm. that thing will be a constant energy drain on the world. <laughs> Everybody who you encounter, it will be a constant drip of energy on the universe trying to fill that space for you. So if you don't know how to be in your own company and you need somebody else to come tap dance and entertain you and all of that stuff for you to be fulfilled don't you bring nobody else up in that house for good you let them be able to go home for a little while and just be in that across their own bed like they like to <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so that that's a solid one that's a solid one um i would say reason number three is if you if your last relationship was less than six months ago, you all up in my head. <laughs> <laughs> what you doing? What are you doing? What you doing? Mm-hmm. You just got out of it. Now, I know time can feel, if not be, different. Because I know the younger, I, the, it's almost like when you was a kid, kid, and it seemed like summertime, that July and August lasted forever. Mm-hmm. And now that you older, you like, damn, that shit go by mad quick, yo. Mm-hmm. Time literally is different as you age. So I understand how six months, like, oh, that's a long time. No, baby, it is not. You six know? Months, your good benefits ain't even kicked in at your <laughs> new job. <laughs> you still don't even you can't even get your name on the mailbox yet exactly. you probably you probably still you know trying to f- completely get away not just emotionally but probably even financially from the last chick yeah because I had joint bank account <laughs> <laughs> had your phones on the same plan on the same line trying to save money um <laughs> so so listen um, I'm not saying you can't get in another relationship, even though I'm, I'm a, I mean, like I said, relationship, I don't mean like, just like fucking around. I'm talking about like, oh, like, you know, like committed, movie. whatever commitment like, looks like to you, like a committed relationship. I'm not saying you can't do that within a six month period, even though I would suggest waiting a little bit longer to truly commit to someone else, yeah. but you damn sure better not be moving in with somebody and cutting that second copy of the key with somebody, um, uh, under six months after just leaving uh, um, another relationship. I don't care how that relationship ended, whether it, it ended on good terms or, you know, or, or you ended up, yeah, ended with y'all swinging at each other. I'm saying I'm attacked. You don't get all about my life, I never. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying. I know, but, but I'm, I okay. did it, baby. I, I'm going to say I synced it, okay? I synced it and I baked it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, 
Amazon is a lot. Oh, oh my. <laughs> yo, yo. And the older you get, the older you get, your friends ain't going to be helping you out, yo. So that's actually an expense. They need that. Then you start trying to get your key early so you can move for over the whole week and not just that weekend. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Number four. <laughs> exactly. At some point, you're going to be paying all and out for movers or I just going to be you. You know what I'm saying? So don't put yourself through that if you haven't truly um, detoxed from your last relationship so you can go into your new relationship and with new decisions that come with that new relationship mm -hmm. with some damn clarity. Yeah. All right. And six months don't cut it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my reason uh, number three. Yeah. So four, well, my, the four that I was thinking of is really along those lines. But if, hmm, how do I say this? Um, um, if you think this person, moving in with this person is going to make you happy. Mm. If the expectation of, that you have of, moving in with this person is that it will be blissful and your your two hours that y'all got to spend together every day when y'all were dating and not living together will be just like the 16 Ooh. hours that you got there. <laughs> don't do that to yourself honey just don't even just 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 listen to your aunties <laughs> And just know, like, you will even find, like, and I'm not even going to tell them my friend, but I have a friend who is a phenomenal um, domestic, right? Mm -hmm. um, That's a good way of putting it. She loves on her partners, and she is like, she should really have a magazine, <laughs> like, the, the the cooking and the cleaning and the you know this is how you scrub the baseboards i ain't seen nobody scrub baseboards since my grandma you know what i'm saying and it's 2018 and she down there with these new products she found to keep the baseboards clean and all that foolishness and i found out that that is only in certain situations that the rest of the time that thing be a beast to behold. Okay. <laughs> that that looking crazy as hell. And like that be for the people. Like the baseboards and everything don't be like that. That's why she she know what to get to clean them because they be a rat, maybe. And so you thinking <laughs> just that because when you come over for date night that everything is all nice, that that's what it's gonna look like when you live in there. And it's not. It's not going to be like that. Nobody can be on like that all the time. And you thinking like, ooh, like she's just so organized and everything is so like all in this right place. It's not. Not for 16 hours. Maybe that time that she six over there. Like, you know, she was able to hold it together that long for the six hours, but not the 16, baby. You know, you, you, you're really hitting on something <laughs> about this idea of being on, mm -hmm. right? We are all on when we meet someone new, yeah. okay? Um, we are not really showing our offside, mm -hmm. you know? Even when we're feeling down, sometimes we don't really reveal that part because we ain't too comfortable with it ourselves. Mm -hmm. So damn sure ain't gonna show homegirl, I just been dating for three weeks, that side of me yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and she most likely have not shown you that side because who the hell shows that side <laughs> in two right. weeks, three weeks, even a month. Shit, not for nothing, th three months. <laughs> you know, you really you really don't see, you know, um, the ring around the, the tub. <laughs> exactly. You know, you really don't see the ring around the tub until you uh, you truly live with someone. And it's, it's different when you have, like, roommates and, you know, people have different... Um, they were raised differently, so they have different cleaning standards and just modes of operation in the home, and that can be annoying, but y'all can have house meetings around that. It's different when you got to have a house meeting around someone you love and you are, you know, intimate with, and you got to tell her that, you know, she be doing some nasty shit. Now- And you can't bring it up, because then she's going to be mad. And not to even say that she, okay, well, okay, yeah, maybe you're like, ooh, it's nasty to you. But it's not nasty to her. That's her regular mode. She don't, sometimes people just don't know. 
because they were not told. But since they were not told, you ain't the person to tell them. Not that, not that you ain't been seeing them for a damn month. Not no more, neither. <laughs> you the last bitch that you need to be telling them that. <laughs> but here y'all go living together. So who going to tell them? You know what I mean? There ain't going to be nobody in her family because they raised her. Right, ain't going to be right. her friends. They don't live with her. And they're like, who the fuck are you? You you just, you knew anyway. Who are you? We can do nothing for you. So who going to tell her? Your friends? That ain't going to happen. So we're going to come to you. Gonna be able to be friends. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And y'all be calling the U-Haul again to move the fuck out. Cause that's really you so that, so <laughs> I can't high five that um enough. Um if you have not gotten to the point in your relationship where upon living separately, you have not seen each other in off mode and worked with each other in your off mode. It's almost like don't go on a long distance trip with someone you just you just started fucking with if you can't go you need to go on a road trip first <laughs> go on a short road trip and see how it is to be in that car with yeah, somebody yeah. you know for a solid six hours before you know you get on a plane <laughs> you know it's the Ooh. same <laughs> you know what i mean it's the, it's the same thing it's the same thing you got to do some dry runs how is it can we deal with each other when we on off mode oh girl i just thought of a reason number five uh-oh If one of y'all's or both of y'all's credit ain't right. Listen, <laughs> listen, Linda. Your finances is fucked or not secure enough. See, I kind of partnered that with the, you know, you need somewhere to stay. So I didn't make that separate, but that's yeah, but that don't mean it that, you know, be addressed. Like, it needs to be addressed because ain't nothing more that's going to fuck up your credit than being back on your rent. Um, you don't want to be behind the rent. That's the worst kind of credit because... Regular bad credit can maybe, you know. It'll be an inconvenience. It's an inconvenience, but bad credit with your landlord situation. Yeah. As much as I've had bad credit in the past, I've never messed up that landlord shit when you can't get another damn place to live because you've been back on your rent and that's on your credit report. So this is like some real. And now you in a new relationship because you got somewhere to live. <laughs> because ain't nothing. I mean, listen, money will fuck up straight up marriages. It will right, definitely mess right. up you and your three-month relationship. So if your credit ain't right yet, you know, um, if you don't have good financial habits or one of y'all or both of y'all, um, if you're not mature enough to see that your financial habits is not on point, you need not to be um, owning a living space together. Or any you know? financial habits. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I have a friend, he's a straight friend, but I remember... Um, she was seeing at the time was her boyfriend, uh, but he and they were well, they've been together forever. But she's like, you know what? He will not propose until I get my credit right. He was not fucking around, mm-hmm. and you know what? She got her credit right. I know she did. <laughs> when you get when you get married, it's a whole different level. When you get married, then your credits are joined, and then it's really not cute if someone don't know how to or not fiscally uh, right. responsible. It you know what I mean? Brings yours down. Yeah, exactly. It brings your credit down. But um, yeah, so that's that's reason number five for real. That's a real thing, y'all. Like if you and you gotta be honest with yourself, you ain't been right with your credit, don't don't put that on nobody else. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's, <laughs> don't put that real, that's real. That is real. All right. But um I, I don't know, you know, it's something that I think is really chronic within um the queer community in particular uh, with lesbians and, but no one talks about it. It's like kind of like a running joke. Um, and you know, maybe it, it looks a little bit similar in straight relationships in the way that women connect or straight women connect to men in a particular way, but men are able to be distanced and kind of, I don't know, fuck without conscience. I don't it's know. non-committal. Yeah, non-committal. That's what we're looking for. That's probably a better, more gentle word. Um, you know, so there's something about the female species of human beings <laughs> um, that we cling quickly and deeply. Um, and how that looks like in our world is like, well, we need to move in together to almost legit, that's it, almost legitimize these feelings. You know, like that's how we know it's real if we can move in together. No, none of this other, you know, this other signifiers <laughs> to let you know 
<laughs> you know, that it's, it's, it's real. Um, a lot, a lot of signifiers actually, you know, some we kind of briefly, you know, mentioned in regards to uh, your ability to spend time alone, um, your ability to not necessarily need a partner, your ability to appreciate your partner outside. Like, here's a good thing. And, here's, and, and I got, I, you know, I used to have a, my, one of my ex-partners, she used to ask me, um, what do you love about me? And I used to freeze like a deer in headlights. It wasn't that I didn't love her, but I needed to develop a relationship. What I loved about her outside of the idea of love, like really get down. Like you need to bust out a pen and paper and write a list. If you gonna move in with somebody, what do you truly appreciate? Yeah. Yeah. I love. Actually, fuck love. What do you appreciate about them being in your life, and I what like do you that. appreciate about them? Period. And ain't none of that better to be doing with sex. Mm-hmm. Ain't none of that got to do nothing with these these wonderful feelings you feel in and all that, all that. You know what I'm saying? Outside of that, if you can think outside of those quick and easy boxes, then maybe you're building towards something. But that takes time to truly appreciate um, someone outside of that whole, you know, infatuation and love period and honeymoon period. And you know what it does for you. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And what do you do for them? That's another list, Mm. you know, outside of making them either feeling physically good or just good. And sometimes it's like regular, like pragmatic things, you know what I mean? But you don't really get to know the nuances of your, your relationship and yourself within a relationship until you truly, truly, truly spend time with each other in different situations. Have not been able to um, spend time around each other's family and friends and what does that look like oh and feel like oh my god that's reason number six you know because if grandma don't speak to her and she not like one of them funny like you know mm, i don't like that you dating girls like if grandma like everybody else but kind of you know be standoffish <laughs> <laughs> If they, if they looking at them like, we're not going to bother to learn your name, honey, because we know you're not going to be around long. Because <laughs> you you the, you the third U-Haul we done paid for, honey, so we don't... We started moving that couch. We told her to get some good Ikea furniture. That's light. <laughs> <laughs> but yo, but yo, but let's unpack that family mm-hmm. thing a little bit, because that family... Um, is interesting because if you have not met your partner's family and spent time with them, not for nothing, you just spending time with mm-hmm. them. Um, if your partner's family or your, well, first of all, I mean, first of all, if your partner is still in whatever degree, still in the closet, don't move on nobody mm-hmm. like that. Don't just don't 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 do that. Don't you know what I'm saying? It. That just that just don't do that. And I mean they got to be way out the closet. Like you know, you know the family don't got to approve, but they got to be clear with their family. Right. Um, because the family you can't you can you can be halfway all the way in, partially in the closet, and you can easily hide someone that's not in your damn apartment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but once you move into the apartment, Listen. and he's still in a mode of hiding or don't know how to be out and open and fierce about their shit, then that's going to be a problem. And she's like, oh, my dad's coming by. You got to leave. I got to leave out of my apartment. <laughs> you know, or even, even if someone is really newly out, this, and actually I'm going to, this is more of a confession. Mm-hmm. Um, I, one of my first girlfriends after she was crazy girlfriend, the crazy one, but one of my first, I was so caught up in her, right. And blind to who she was, but I was so caught up in her. I kind of put her on my mom. I didn't even have my own place at the time, girl. I didn't even have my own motherfucking place at the time, right. but this chick was over my house and I'm over here, him and Harmon and kind of posturing her up as someone other than who she was. Mm-hmm. Right. But, but really what I want to say is that what it did um, because I was not, our relationship was not growing in a in a healthy place. Mm-hmm. Um, when I did come, I, I the relationship at some point because I was in love. I had to tell my mother. I had to come out to yes. my mother. Yes, right. 
And the way that I came out to my mother, God bless my mother. <laughs> it was rude. It was no, no, really, it was rude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I was my my I was more. I had more of allegiance or I felt I had more of a responsibility to my quote unquote relationship mm. than I did my own damn mother right. or myself. Not mm. for nothing. You know what I mean? Because the way in the manner in which I came out to my mother, I was like, I'm gay, deal with it. Huh? <laughs> and like, you know, and I'm out, <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, and this bitch going to be in the house and so well, blah, 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 blah. you know, like I, I felt like my mother had to just fucking deal with it. You know, I'm in love and that's what matters. And yada, yada. I mean, oh my gosh. Love me, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Any mother that would be less that loved you even a little bit less, like, bitch, get the fuck out of my house. Ain't your bitch. You know what I mean? Like, I don't got to deal with I don't got to live with right. this. You know, you know, I wouldn't pay no rent. <laughs> I wouldn't pay no bills. You know what I mean? I would live in my damn room. Right. With you your know what I mean? From childhood. <laughs> exactly. And if I want to keep it real, my twin motherfucking bed. Yes. So, this is young, y'all. Okay, obviously, this, this is young, okay. Uh, but, <laughs> but I'm. What my point being? My point being is that um, because I would, I had not taken the time to truly not just come out, um, come out to myself, come out to my to my mother in a proper way, in a more nourished way. Um, you know, I let this new relationship, um, uh, make me crazy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I stepped to my mother on some crazy shit, you know, and it really was totally, you know, I wasn't respectful of her because I thought I needed to respect this new thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, that being said, so that's, that's just another reason you need to fully be out to yourself to your family, to your people, um, and, and have some time practicing that. You know what I mean? Because just coming out, there's the coming out, and then there's a slow, true coming into yourself yeah. as an out person. And that takes time. I agree. I was also thinking that, like, who you are around your people when your partner is around. Oh, snaps. Can I snap like, this into the mic? Do you oh. have to be somebody completely different, you know, or do they bring a totally different, you know, you out of you? Because <laughs> mm, you don't know you Right, yet. so that your family is like, why you do that when she around? Like, why you always blah, 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 you know, whatever the thing is, you know, just because, you know, what, whatever her name is, is there, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> and, you know, if your, if your family is, is family, family, they're going to call you out you know, <laughs> and, and point it out. But if, you know, there are a lot of families that kind of um, operate in in stealth ways you know mm -hmm. and so they'll just make those mental notes and be like mm. and then you mm -hmm. wonder why nobody RSVPing for your wedding for your house morning <laughs> <laughs> and you think they're being homophobic right. <laughs> they don't believe or trust your freaking relationship just, they just don't like who you are in that space and they they deal exactly. they're dealing with it is their way of being supportive by not calling you out and not you know putting that burden on you but they can't show up and rejoice in your honor either exactly and my mom is she was a stealth mode mom mm -hmm. she was a stealth mode mom and when i finally broke up with that woman and she took me for some money <laughs> okay and i felt so ashamed and i finally admitted it to my mother in a way, and how I did, I said, I said, mommy, um, um, I'm no longer with so-and-so. Uh-huh. And she's like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And, you know, um, so, like, um, I tried to tell her the situation. Before I even finished telling the story, she's like, she took you for your money, didn't she? <laughs> and another girlfriend um, that I want, when, once I broke up with her, my mother was all smiles and seemed like we, she was supportive. I'm over here, wow, my mom is really you know, becoming Growing. one with my gayness, yes. <laughs> right? And because she, she wasn't saying nothing, she was she seemed supportive. But as soon as I broke up with another mm. chick, she was like, "I never liked mm. her." And I couldn't. But I said, "But why didn't you tell me?" She said, "If I can't tell you nothing, mm -hmm. you was in love. Yes. What the hell I look like? Tell you ain't gonna listen yeah. to me. <laughs> and I was gonna make become an enemy for telling you what what we all know was gonna be true either way. 
Exactly. <laughs> and family ain't trying to be your enemy. So sometimes yeah. they got to tiptoe around your dumb ass because you're too blind to see because you done bought the U-Haul two weeks in because you know. Because <laughs> you already moved in. If I mess it up now, you're not moving here. <laughs> I'm going to just let you figure it out on your own time. <laughs> exactly. And so family's like, you know what? She just going to have to buy them U-Hauls, y'all. You know what I'm saying? Let her, let her, you know, some, we um, got some, What is it? Loyalty points. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think that point you really brought up about how you act. If you, if, if you're, if you're, who you are is not consistent, not just in front of your partner, but your family and your people's. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know when you when you what's that what's that weird thing like when you bring your new girl around like you be like why like it's almost like you posing for her mm-hmm. so that means you haven't truly let your guard down in front of yeah. her so you still posturing in some way to keep some sort of image up or whatever and your friends are like bitch we see, bitch we know your dirty jaws what's all this yeah. bullshit you know what I'm saying yeah. who who you been. <laughs> Exactly. And they gonna take it out on her mm. because they're your friends and your family. They're going up there. Their go-to is like, well, who this bitch right. that's making you that's act making this way? you do this. Yeah. Exactly. And it, and then so like, damn, your girl was like, why your family, you know, I just, you know, I really don't really care for me. And then it becomes a conversation between the both of you or how you're going to deal with your family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like you dealing with yourself, with your children. Right. Right. And then you, no. you got to excuse the things that you know you see. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> if you're not exactly. being honest. <laughs> word. Word. Um, so I think I mean I think that's I don't know, unless you 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 can think of anything else around this uh this topic. Well, yeah, that was like my my biggest, like most like drive the point home um uh-huh. is and I, I saw this, I, I went searching for this image today. Like I knew, I didn't know it was going to come up here. Like I thought I was just going to make a post about it. It's going to be done. But um, I found an image of a puzzle missing some pieces. Right. And I mm. hadn't even like finished formulating the the thought around it. But like, don't expect somebody else to be able to make you happy. And you know you don't have all the pieces in the box. You know what I'm mm. <laughs> like you haven't done any of your your own work, your self healing, your you know your get together, come to Jesus moments with yourself, right? <laughs> Knowing that you haven't done any of that, um, and you're gonna put all that pressure on somebody else. Ooh, I'm gonna build on that metaphor and say it even a different way. It's like you basically inviting someone to the table to do this thousand word puzzle piece, and you know damn well that like a solid dozen pieces that have been missing since you know you was 14. But you bring in, okay. <laughs> but you bring your homegirls like, baby, let's put this puzzle together. Yes, this will be fun. It's gonna be us. We're gonna be whole together. And you know, you know there's some pieces. pieces missing. They've been gone. You ain't seen them pieces since high school. <laughs> But you got her all stressed out and feeling insignificant and insecure and insufficient because she can't make this relationship work and make you happy because you ain't never had the pieces to begin with. <laughs> that ain't right. And you ain't even have the deep right. or the forethought to go to that goddamn store and just buy Get another box. <laughs> But that's that self-work. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's that personal work. That's that, you know, goes back to like, you can't even, you know, be by yourself because like somebody got to fill up all of those spaces for you. Like you have to be willing to do all of the things that you need to do for you in and outside of a relationship before somebody can be safe and loved by you, right? (laughs) Before somebody can be able to live with you. (laughs) So you inviting all these people to come live in a madhouse like, that's why you got freaking flying miles into you all. <laughs> Everybody trying to get out. And, and not and not to say you gotta be perfect before you decide to move in someone because we you, you no, ain't gonna never, be, never perfect. be perfect. And on your deathbed, you gonna find imperfection. So that's not really what we're saying. But True. but you ain't gotta be. But if you haven't even if you can't at the very least at the very least, loved ones at the very least, chum. If you have not come to the point in your life where you know damn well you got missing pieces and you're willing to have that conversation mm-hmm. to 
unpack that. Even if you're still trying to unpack it, not sure what to unpack, mm -hmm. but at least you can have a conversation about unpacking. Yeah. You're grown enough to have that conversation. Yeah. You know, that's at least a better place to start than what we previously was talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, um... yeah. I did, I think I told you this, I did like a poll one time of all my exes. <laughs> I don't want to do, I recognize the the effect that I have on the people who love me. I don't want to take that into future relationships. Let's talk about what loving me was like. Ooh. Right? The, these were private conversations, right? Okay, and okay. so like, Ooh. I just took that time like, hey, I'm just glad you unblocked my number. So, you know, <laughs> so we can talk. <laughs> you got a couple of hours, right? Um, and some of it was like, oh yeah, I know that. And some of it, I was like, oh, pearls clutched, right? I can't believe it. And when the first person said, I was like, see, you just petty. And then the second person said, I was just like, y'all been talking like y'all friends. And then the third person, I was like, oh, maybe that's me. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That's that's got to be me because in in two different cities, three different lovers, they didn't all had the same experience. Then that's me. That's what I bring, right? And when I say like mm. being willing to do that work, like I had to accept that my intention is not obvious, right? Mm. And so what I think I'm showing and saying and bringing is not what people, the experience that they have with me. Right. Um, and so either I have to move forward knowing this and not changing it. Right. Mm -hmm, <laughs> knowing mm -hmm. that this is what I'm doing and, and just being one of those people that's like, that's just me. You got to deal with it, you know, <laughs> or I have to actively work at not doing damage. Right. <laughs> Not leaving those kinds of uncertainties in the people who are trying to love me. Right. And it's just yeah, really as yeah. simple as like I did not grow up in an affectionate family. Like mm -hmm. I didn't know mm -hmm. how to be affectionate. Like if I jumped on my grandma's lap, it was like, give me a kiss. She like, get on off my lap, girl. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm trying to, you know, make these biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> And because, like, my grandmother was very utilitarian, like, she handled everything, like, she took care of everything. She didn't have time for all of that, you know, that, that gushy love. Like, she showed you love mm -hmm. when she folded a couple of bills up and she put them in your hand where granddaddy couldn't see them and that was just yours. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. And so, I thought that if I was just making sure that everything was good, then you understood that that was love. And it wasn't until um, Angie Harvey started talking to me about like the five love languages and all of that kind of stuff that I really mm -hmm, started mm -hmm. um, thinking about this question that my um, college roommate and I had. Like, is it enough to love somebody the way that they want to be loved or the way that you want to love them? The way mm. that you are capable of loving them. Like, is that yeah. enough? Right. <laughs> if I'm loving yeah, you with yeah. all I got and that's not enough, then that I mean, it's nothing that, you know, we just either got to make a decision to you accepting less than you need or, you know, what I'm saying, or you just uh, learn to love that. You know what I'm saying? But it's exactly. only when you're willing to be mature enough to have those hard conversations and do that reflection like you got to stand in the mirror like I always see the memes like oh this is what I bring to the table bring to the table most of the time like people ain't bringing nothing to the table they coming to eat you know what I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> they coming to eat they coming to get fed they coming to get love they coming to get you know and we're not thinking a lot about the experiences mm. that our partners are having with us and and how they're how they're getting fed and, and feeling loved you know we're just excited that when we come over it's dinner <laughs> I was going to say that there's like another layer that was a part of my experience that's not necessarily part of everybody else's is that I already had children. You know what I'm saying? And so uh, I didn't have the luxury uh, of you hauling, <laughs> you know, because everybody wasn't allowed to be around children. And, you know, the people yeah. that were like, you know, we had a, a different type of relationship. I just wanted to make sure that my children were not bouncing around with me from relationship to relationship right yeah, I'm trying yeah. to oh, figure God. out who I am and what I want to do um but I also didn't have like people moving in with us 
either. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. So even though like I had, I always had a house full, but it was like my best friend and, uh, you know, I have foster kids and, you know, like it was those other kind of like people, you know, got the city in the background, <laughs> if you can hear that. Um, I had like people around, but I didn't set up my life so that like I was, I didn't have the luxury of setting up my life in that like my partner's were able to just come and live like mm-hmm. um, and that's a that's a, a choice and I'm not saying that, that there's a right or wrong way like what you decide for for yourself and your family is is for you like there's definitely some toxicity that can be brought in you know when you have adults around children um, mm-hmm. but like just assuming that everybody that the children are safe and they're you know loved and well fed and that kind of thing um, I think there's also like just a completely different experience that happens when it's just you and you get to move there and you can live, live back with your mama and then you go live with somebody else to go back. You know what I'm saying? Like bounce like that. Um, there are situations like that that like make you have to be a little more um, stable minded, I guess. Um, so like I tried it that one time, like back in the day before I got married and that was like, I was good. Yeah, we good on that one. I think I, I exhausted every situation I might personally might have been in with the U-Haul bullshit. But I don't U-Haul no more, no. Actually, I'm at a place where I don't think I really want to share a space with. This is me talking. All right, I don't want to necessarily like. I like the idea of like you got your spot and I got mine, and maybe we got a summer home in you know Lake Tahoe. <laughs> you know what I mean, like, <laughs> or in the city. You know, we live in we live in Jiggy like that. But I I really have come accustomed to loving my space, and I I and I and I know me. After a while, you know, someone's up in my space. Like even when someone spends a day, I'm like, "Have oh, you been here two days, huh?" Mm. Okay. Uh, okay, you know, you don't miss your house. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> don't you gotta check on you your, know what I mean? uh, your, your garbage or something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. You got a cat or something, you got to feed or something. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, yeah, so I know I get angsty around my shit, you know? And that's something that, you know, I really came to understand about myself. Actually, in my late 30s, it's like, I actually like, you know, living, like, I like being with people. I like, you know, uh, um, um, experiencing life with someone else. But I need, even if we have a place together, I still got to have an apartment somewhere that's just mine. Mm-hmm. I need some my place studio. that's just me. Yeah, exactly. My studio spot, something, 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 you know. So I'm just saying, there's many ways you can work this. Um, yay. yay. Well, this was yay. fun. <laughs> this I always, was fun. You know, just love we could just break something home down for ourselves as well. <laughs> Exactly. It's like, oh, I remember I did right, this shit. Right. Yeah. And maybe I still need to go back and check all this little salt muscle or two. Uh, <laughs> uh, so that's where that scar is yeah. from. Mm. <laughs> we are so excited every time that we can come together and, and talk to you about, you know, whatever is, is going on and, and um, interest of interest to you. So, you know, leave us some comments under the, the post when we post them on Instagram and, and give us some feedback. Let us know what you think about what you heard and and just um, just participate with us. You know, <laughs> we are here for you. You know, it, although it's great to just, you know, Hanifa and I to be with each other and talk like that's great. But, you know, we, we are here for you. This is, is you know, our way of uh, just sharing it and, and stepping into our role. You know, as we are um, seeing our ancestors tra- or, you know, our, our elders transition and, and, mm-hmm, and moving mm-hmm. into um, ancestor space, you know, we are aware of our responsibility to uh, to ourselves and our community and to you, our listeners and, and those who uh, support us. And whether you leave a comment or not, you know, we are here for you. And um, yeah, so. Yeah, I was actually now you know don't hit it to it. So you know, <laughs> I was you know I'm, I was still in you know case in my cocoon a little bit with it. Um, but I, I think we I, I think it's we we should um, uh, speak her name three times. Itazaki Shange, Itazaki Shange, Itazaki Shange. Um, one of our great literary um, elders um, has passed on. Um, I, I, I'm you know part of me assumes that most people have at least read. Um, um, uh, color girls. 
Um, but if you haven't, or you haven't read any of the stuff, I think mm -hmm. you need um, to do that um, for yourself. Um, um, just personally, um, I had the great honor and privilege um, to call um, Zaki. I called her Zaki um, as a friend and a mentor. I met her. I met her back at uh, oof, two, early two thousands when I was living in Oakland. Um, and she was an inc not just an incredible uh, literary great, mm -hmm. but an incredible person, funny as fuck mm -hmm. person, a take no shit person, yeah. sharp as a freaking tack to the very end. Um, and yeah, so um, as as we age, now this is just I don't I don't want to stay on this too long. I guess you know I just want to give uh, um, <clears throat> um, word to the woman, um, say word uh, you know evoke her her, her spirit. Um, but just how you kind of uh, edged into her, I think it's so important um, to, you know, we're your aunties here and we, you know, we can by remote be your aunties and give advice as we, um, as best we can. Um, but seeking out mentors in your life is yeah. essential. It's an essential um, um, thing to embrace older people in your life, um, whoever older is for you. Um, in this case, Zaki was obviously older than me, um, but it's it's but it's it's probably one of the better things you can do. If you can find someone who's really on point like that that either is in your field of work um, or understands you in a way that others don't. You know, um, that is someone, you're someone who you can trust their word. Um, it's something that's really crucial to have. Um, so I, I just want to say that um, Zaki was one of a handful of mentors in my life that really um, supported me, not just creatively, um, but emotionally um, mm -hmm. and in so many ways. So um, I love you, Zaki. Uh, I know you're in a good place. Um, you are on my altar and I will be sure. speaking to you soon. And, you know, just adding to that, yes. you know, we talked about it when you shared the information with me that she had transitioned. Um, I, mm -hmm. I was so absolutely connected um, to just that one piece. Like, and I think, um, although I've, you know, read uh, some of her other work, like I know for colored girls, like intimately as a piece of literature. Like my my friends and I like randomly, you know, recite lines of it in casual conversation, like people do the color purple, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm. <laughs> like, um, and you know, I, I did not have an opportunity to develop a personal relationship with her. Like I've I've only seen her like at, at speaking engagements. Um, but Mm -hmm. Even those moments were so meaningful to me because she did her work, right? She mm. did her work. In the the As she was transitioning, like that night, I woke up and got out of my bed and I sat on my floor next to my bed and mm. pondered on what the experience would have been like for her to release such an audacious work in that time, right? When anything mm. that, you know, suggested um, black manhood was not just gold, you know, sprinkled on the sidewalks <laughs> of the city, that, that it was somehow an attack. That her standing up for and, black womanhood and and calling us magic and calling us God and calling us, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes, yeah, she was for real of black girl magic. We wouldn't even have it. Period. We would not even know we were magic. You know, uh, mm. I'm, I'm just reflecting on on the time. She actually talked about that time uh, with me because um, when I when I first uh, was getting to know her, I actually interviewed her. We had a hilarious interview. I will mm -hmm. at some point find that interview and share it. But um, she talked about when she released that book and the level of hatred that was was placed in her was, was thrown at her by mm -hmm. black men. You think it was bad for Alice Walker yeah. when she came out with the color purple. You think it's bad for uh, black women even trying mm -hmm. to say me too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, or just say anything that, that didn't put the a black man in some golden fucking 
victimized life that they needed cuddling and catering to. You know, she really came with it. And and this is this was a time when that was something that wasn't even imagined a black woman would open right. her mouth and say some shit like right. that. <laughs> you know what I mean? They did not know what to do with themselves. They didn't know what to do with her, but her, and she's a human being, so mm-hmm. not to say it didn't hurt, not to say that she had to deal with the emotional weight of, of yeah. threats and being called all kinds of names. And mm-hmm. I mean, my God, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Her career, you know, um, dealing with all of that, but still having this fierce ass, razor sharp, I'm not taking no yeah. shit, I'm living my truth attitude to be able to yeah. make it through that and come out on the other side where you got, you know, people making horrible movies. <laughs> anyway, don't, if you haven't read the book, don't watch the yeah, movie. Don't be lazy. And actually, don't I was, watch that I was movie. The night that Jasmine Guy was directing for Color Girls at Cross, I think it's, that's not Cross Colors, uh, True Colors Theater um, in Atlanta when <laughs> mm-hmm. Tyler Perry came to see the play. And I was just like, what's Tyler Perry doing at a little community mm-hmm. theater you know, in the SWATs? Like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> and then when I heard, you know, that it was happening, I immediately was like, oh my God, I have to, like, I cannot let this movie happen and I'm not, not a part of it. And then I was like, ooh, but it's Tyler Perry. <laughs> but if you want to know um, into Zake's intention. My homegirl and mm-hmm. I went to, when we were in school together, we went to our college library and we found the tape, the VHS tape <laughs> of For Color Girls. I think it was in California. Yeah, <laughs> what yeah and, I remember yes, that, that earlier version. We watched that. I think it had like Loretta Devine and um, a couple a couple other mm-hmm. faces that you will recognize. You watched that one. Yeah. I, when did that come it out? It feels like 80s. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. It was the 80s. It like, felt like the um, early 80s. Gloria Naylor was yeah. with uh, Oprah Winfrey. It feels like that same time with this damn wall. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like it was around that same time. Like cinematically, it looks the same. Um yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm, Go get mm-hmm. that one. Take some time. Yeah. Like even look that one up. Yeah. Um, just get into get into it. Get into it. Like the what I get said when it. I woke get up, and it. that's so so crazy. Like sitting on my floor and was like, I need to get. I need to just go to the mall to that little stand in the middle of the mall, and, you know, where they <laughs> press you out some shirts and tell him to make me a shirt that says Crystal. No, uh, <laughs> Crystal. Kwame, um, Naomi, and Bo Willie Brown. (laughs) And I'm just going to wear this shirt today. Like, that's what I, when I was sitting on the floor, like, I was just like, ooh, that's what I'm going to do, you know, when the sun comes up today. And then I talk to you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so just Ashe, you know, being connected into that energy, Ashe, for, you know, when I performed it in college, we we only had one script and, you know, you couldn't go get no copies, no Xerox copies like that. You have to pay per page. (laughs) I wrote out, (laughs) I wrote out everybody's part for them on paper so that wow. we could do that play we had to pay for it ourselves we had to rent out the theater like ourselves as students to be able to mm-hmm. do that play because it wasn't mm-hmm. on the schedule for the the theater department you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. it, it's, it was yeah, that important yeah. to us i've given so many copies of that book to kids i don't know how many times i bought that same book you know what i'm saying like get into it exactly yeah, get yeah, get into it um, and read it in context of your life. Now it's still oh. applicable today. <laughs> it's a mm. timeless piece, you know, into the situation of women in particular, black mm. women completely does a 180. It will mm. always be applicable. And she don't play games, yeah. she don't pull punches. You know. Um I'm speaking in present tense, but her work is yes. presently with us. Um, and you know, regardless of your, your faith, I'm sure you have a simple understanding that 
when you leave this world in the physical sense, all that you have done, your spiritual mm -hmm. essence legacy, and your yeah. literal work legacy, whether the work of making kids or the work yeah, of- your body of work. <laughs> exactly, that stays with us. So I speak of that in the present. You know, Ashe, Ashe. Um, we love you, uh, Zaki, we love you, Suzaki. And, um, and thank you. And with that, I am Red Summer. I am Hanifa Walida. And we are your gay aunties. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Peace.